Welcome, Father Boniface. We are now doing our seventh episode of Exploring Unbound. And I was just reading some things on the internet this morning, and I, I came up with this idea that maybe you could help us to understand how to stay free in today's social climate. I was thinking that faulty thinking can affect our freedom in Christ. Believing the devil's lies keeps us bound. I believe that the wisdom of God put forth by the church through the millennia has equipped us with the ability to more or less navigate life with spiritual freedom and stability. Scripture and tradition are the two main branches of the tree of our Catholic faith rooted in Christ. And the beautiful developments brought about by the saints through the millennia, for example, St. Ignatius's Discernment of Spirits and the other great books we've discussed, all of these things are anchors for our soul and set our minds on a good course to navigate life. However, today we see a tsunami of relativism and sentimentalism washing over every aspect of our lives, relationships, morality, even government, education, religion, all of these formerly stabilizing institutions seem to be awash with sentimentality at the expense of intellect, logic, and rational thought. People are behaving irrationally, allowing their sentiments to carry them away, even to the point of physically attacking those with different political beliefs, all in the name of social justice. Sometimes it seems the doctrines of the church, which have been held and developed for millennia, are now falling victim to misplaced and misguided sympathy that's undermining our ability to know any guiding principles of faith. All of these are destabilizing influences, and I have seen evidence of these forces making it difficult to maintain interior peace of heart and our own spiritual freedom. There are conflicts in families over this stuff. I think it's impacting all of us, even in the unbound community. Father, can you speak to some of these pitfalls that saturate our very atmosphere and give us some steps we can take to inform ourselves to counteract these influences that surround us? Yeah, thanks, Terry. It's certainly, uh, we live in a time where there is... uh there can be a lot of uh, yelling and not a lot of listening where there are a, uh, there's a high emotional uh, content that, that drives certain ways of, of acting and reinforces certain ways of thinking. And, and Unbound is, uh, is a tool that could be helpful for, uh, first of all, just as a way of looking at our own experience and then also as a, a way of prayer to help us stay free and, uh, I think the what you know just to just to identify the relationship between thinking and feeling you know you mentioned uh reason and logic and emotions and sentimentality and some of these things, but our thinking and feeling are uh, not unrelated to each other, but they do influence each other, and uh, ultimately our reason rules over our emotions, as St. Thomas says, 
but not as a master over a slave. So simply changing our ideas doesn't immediately fix our feelings or uh, change our feelings necessarily. Our, uh, he says, our reason rules over the emotions like a noble ruler over free citizens. And so our emotions can be guided, um, but they can't be immediately changed. And so ultimately we do have to use reason to make choices which don't always go in accord with our emotions. Although the goal is to align all of those, our reason, guiding our emotions, and then leading us to make decisions that are, that are not only coldly chosen, but even warmly and passionately felt. We want to be passionately engaged in life, and that requires our emotions to be engaged uh, uh, along with our will, with the, the choices that we make. And our reason is necessary for guiding that process. So, so the enemy does uh, <clears throat> help to, or does to keep a stronghold of thought that can uh, continually trigger our emotions and cause us to act uh, maybe in in angry ways, maybe in uh, narrowly compassionate ways uh, that, that cause us to sort of only see part of the picture or to react so strongly that we can't really hear the, the whole story. Um, I think, you know, one of the very, obviously very contentious issues and especially flared up in our time is, is the issue of abortion. And there's a certain compassionate view that says, well, you know, uh, when, and, and that looks at the state of things, we have maybe a single mother with five children to five different husbands, and we naturally think, how can we stop this? Because, well, let me say it another step. Not every single mother with five different children to five different husbands isn't, isn't a bad, that's not de facto anyway. I don't want to go overgo, but, you know, especially we look at that and we see the mother trying to hold down a job, getting stressed out, yelling at her children, the children in conflict with each other, in and out of school, and potentially perpetuating that cycle as those children grow without a father figure. And anyway, I'm trying to spin out the kind of the worst consequences, you know, and then drugs, crime, jail, whatever, you know, the kind of bad consequences of all of this. And so we look at that and we say, how can we make this not happen? And so out of compassion for the mother and compassion for the children and, and trying to prevent further situations. And then somebody says, well, you know, if they have access to abortion so that the mother can just stop this pregnancy as soon as it happens, you know, after she makes the mistake of being with some guy. And, but it's, it's driven out of, you know, it's a good, there's a good there that's being pursued. It's just not the whole picture. Uh, uh, and the opposite can happen for those who are, defending against abortion. They're not really seeing these situations or addressing these situations. They've just stopped at, well, you can't kill the child. And they're absolutely right. You can't kill the child, but that's also not the whole picture. You know? So anyway, just to kind of step into a space where things are complicated and, and to do the full good for everybody and to have the whole picture in mind is, is hard. And and whether it's a narrow kind of thinking, whether it's a certain lie that says that something is enough, whether it's the emotion of like, well, I need you to acknowledge that abortion is wrong before I'm even going to listen to your complaint that the situation with the mother with the five children is also wrong. You know, okay, well, those are not comparable, you know, and, and then we can't hear each other and things get triggered. And, and so, to, you know, what does it take to have 
reasonable discussions where we're both willing to listen and to, to hear the whole picture and actually to find solutions together that, that we can embrace and be passionate about in the right way, passionate for the good and, and for embracing the whole situation. So I just want to make, make clear that, that the kind of reflection that's necessary is not just one kind of, you know, it's not just like Democrats need to do this or Republicans need to do this or Catholics or non-Catholics or whatever. All of us get caught in, into these patterns of, uh, of, of uh, maybe having a, a too narrow a view of believing certain lies that, you know, uh, I suppose even, even thinking, well, if we could just eliminate abortion, everything would be better. Well, that's not true. Now, that would be a great step and I'm all in favor of it. But it it doesn't solve everything, you know. So anyway, there can be some maybe some some uh, things that drive some distorted thinking that drives all of that, and and one of the beautiful things about Unbound is it it can help us to just look at some of this stuff. Like, okay, what I notice in myself is sometimes you know I get into these arguments and and people just say a couple of things and I just I flip into this place that I I can't think anymore. I'm, I'm just reacting, I'm angry, I'm behaving in ways that I'm embarrassed about later, and I keep getting triggered by these things. Okay, well, in a more peaceful setting, let's look at that. What, what are the words that are said? Uh, you know, someone said, I think we really need to care for this mother and stop this situation with the five children, and then I just like fly off, for example. So the, the, one of the ways that Unbound can help us with this is by uh, looking at the, the experiences we have where I think, gosh, you know, I get into, uh, I, can, I can talk about this in a personal way, you know, I get into these family settings and uh, the, the mode of interaction in my family, you know, especially among the men in my family for a long time was somebody picks a side and starts to trump up <laughs> some, you know, puts three facts together and five imagined facts and starts to build an argument and somebody else picks another side and starts arguing against it. And uh, from, from the earliest times, I would get caught up in this kind of thing, just participating, you know, it was like a quality of masculinity in my family. So just uh, trying to keep up with the guys and, and learning this, this way of, of arguing. And then it really becomes about winning for me too, you know, that I like, I have to, I have to win and then starting to shade the truth or just starting to exaggerate the argument or starting to guess at facts that I don't really know or starting to spin the picture in a certain way. All of these things can start to enter into that. And then I'm also, again, that need to win and what that, how that impacts my identity. Like, am I a worse person if I don't win this argument? And, and we can see how all of these things can kind of impact us personally and unbound helps to to untwist un, uh, untwist and ultimately unbind some of that stuff where i start to say well i i renounce a a spirit of uh of, of winning at all costs you know i renounce the lie that if i don't win that i'm uh, less of a person uh, i renounce the lie that i'm if i don't win i'm less of a man uh i you know i renounce a, a spirit of you know maybe Hypermasculinity, or I, I renounce a, a spirit of uh, 
argumentativeness uh, or, you know, so anyway, we can, as we tease apart our own story and then also some forgiveness for, you know, the bad example, my, um, my father in some cases, you know, his father, my brother, my cousin. Uh, and again, I'm not saying they're bad people and I'm not saying that even that they sinned in any way, they were, they were doing whatever. I don't know all of their own patterns, but I know that for me at that point in my life, it was a bad example and it wasn't what I needed. You know, and so just in the name of Jesus to forgive my father for uh, being argumentative, for making up facts, for uh, making me feel like I had to win in order to fit in. Uh, you know, I forgive him for not seeing what I needed and that I was intimidated or that I didn't want to do this or forgive my brother. You know, so we can kind of go through some of those, uh, those experiences and, and maybe some other things about, you know, not having been affirmed enough, perhaps, and to forgive that. And that, that has a way of opening up some of those spaces in us, which then, you know, which the enemy can really find a, a home in. And he can, he can keep playing at that and keep pushing on those wounds and keep hitting those, those uh, sensitive spots. But as we identify those strongholds of thought, as we identify some of the consequences and, um, you know, maybe the, the anger that, that comes up, the disordered anger. Anger is a good emotion when fighting against injustice, but it can also get disordered. And so we talk about a spirit of anger or a spirit of disordered anger. Um, you know, maybe uh, the, the resentment, the jealousy, the, the objectification that I'm, you know, that I'm turning a person into a competition. So we can see some of those things and renounce that, break the power that the enemy has in those areas. And then that, that can really open the way for us to receive our identity newly from the Heavenly Father, that identity that rightly gets tied up in our family relationships and that can get twisted up in some things that are not true, like you know winning or, or uh, being able to fight the right way or something like that. And we can open a way to hear the Father say, you know, I was with you in those early times and I didn't need you to win. You were always my son and I always loved you. I never needed you to, to fight. I never needed you to make up arguments and I always loved you. And I have great things for you, for your mind, for your ability to think, for your ability to discuss things. I have great plans for you. I have great plans for your future. So uh, having our identity and destiny restored after removing some of those kind of hooks, some of those places that we get stuck and caught up in the, the, the arguments can just be really healing. And, and, and then, you know, as those things will naturally come up, there may be times even as the, we get into those situations where uh, someone is starting to pick a fight and I can see that my blood's starting to rise and I'm getting ready to fall into some of those old patterns. You know, the enemy's ready to start agitating all that stuff in me and really create some division and, and uh, between me and whoever this person is. And I might be able to see even in that moment, you know, in the name of Jesus, I renounce this uh, spirit of, uh, of winning at all costs, of comparison or of competition. So anyway, just uh, an example of how Unbound can help us to, first of all, look at some of those repeated patterns. Do I fall into those kind of closed-minded attacks? Do I get overwhelmed with certain emotions that, that prevent me from thinking clearly through something? I find myself in a position of feeling kind of embarrassed that I 
I flew off the handle or that I shut down in different, in different circumstances. So Unbound can help us to reason through that. And then some of the prayer can help to maybe clean out some of those wounds and, and make way for that, that deeper connection in the Father's love that comes through the, the Father's blessing. Yeah, I was uh, thinking as you were speaking about that, I think a lot of what's going on is, you know, I think that when you sort of dig down deep into, you know, some of the some of the issues, it seems like people are very motivated by fear at the core. You know, fear of, I don't know what it is. I mean, whether, you know, one side or the other, it's like, I'm afraid that, you know, I won't be seen as, as masculine or I'm afraid that this is happening to society or, you know, there's, there are, I think it's foundational that, you know, we're responding out of fear. Yeah, it's a, yeah, fear. And uh, there's, there's often some, uh, some hurt that's under that or fear of being hurt by, by somebody, fear of not being understood. Um, yeah, the, the fear of uh, maybe being in some of those, some of those situations. Um, yeah, being able to renounce uh, a fear, and I, I like in Unbound, fear is is always tied together. Is usually tied together with a specific object, you know. So being able to kind of nail down what are you afraid of, and I I like to ask people that question sometimes. You know, what do you what are you afraid will happen if you lose this argument, or if you? I won't even say that. Well, that could be a fine question, but it comes to me also. You know, what are you afraid of if? Um, you're not able to defend your own argument. What are you afraid will happen if you can't come up with the, the supporting facts? If you have to say, I don't know what else to say. What are, you, what are you afraid will happen? And yeah, I'm not winning, not feeling masculine, not being taken seriously, not having my concern really understood, not being seen as a person, you know, um, those are, those are some of the things that might come up that are, and those can be places where I was hurt in the past where, you know, maybe my, my father or my mother didn't see me as a person that they, they kind of ran roughshod over me and just said, well, you know, we're going to do it this way because I said so, or they out argued me. You know, anyway, we can have some of those, uh, some of those wounds in the past where there's a place for some forgiveness. So it's worth, you know, just looking at that and just asking that simple question, what am I afraid will happen if this thing that I'm so fiercely fighting for doesn't work out? And often that points to something a little bit deeper that's worth looking at. Right. Very good. Yeah. Insightful. I really like the litany of humility because I think it addresses some of those things that the first time I looked at that, I, I was appalled at some of the things in there. It's like, what? You know, but if you reflect, a lot of that is like these fears, it's not that you're saying that these things should never happen. It's saying the fear of these things, you know, can control us and make us not do the right thing. So, yeah. 
And so again, you know, the other thing that's uh, that's so beautiful about Unbound is none of this is is put in the context of of judgment. Like you're not a bad person because you struggle with these things. Right. You know, we're not making judgments on people's uh, holiness or you know moral qualifications, but it helps us to just take a take a step back and look at some of these things with a little bit more peace and clarity. And the beautiful thing about uh, Unbound, you know, as it's often practiced with the with the model, to have a couple of people to help you do it, to to walk through it with you, and those those human relationships, to know that I can look at these parts of myself and I can be honest about them, and I can start to look at the reasoning behind them, the maybe the the lies or the distorted thinking that that drives them, some of the things that I feel, that I can turn all of that inside out, and I can do that with somebody who totally accepts me. There's something right. so healing and, and affirming, strengthening about that. And then that really helps me to, to take that step forward, that I can renounce that thing, that I can uh, turn away from that behavior, that I can uh, forgive people that have sort of reinforced some of those patterns in me, and that I can learn to see myself newly through the Father's eyes. Right, to not be afraid to look at those things when you have the people loving you and accepting you um, entirely, you know, not judging. They're free to to look at those places in themselves that maybe they were afraid to. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we can, uh, you know, so there's a way of kind of holding people's hands. These are painful, sensitive things. And having someone to be with us as we look at them really gives us uh, a lot of a lot of strength and courage to face some of that stuff in us without judging ourselves you know sometimes especially when there are behaviors that are repeated and that cause problems you know if we do kind of blow up or we do uh, react strongly about certain things that are you know overreact i should say it's some some things are worth reacting strongly about but uh if we or find ourselves overreacting it can be embarrassing and we can be you know have some shame around that just having somebody help us who doesn't condemn us for it you know but but can help us look at it with peace and patience and help us to see it in a different way uh, yeah it just can be tremendous tremendously healing well thank you father i know um we have to shorten up our time together today so could you maybe dismiss us with a prayer absolutely let us pray heavenly father Look upon us as your children. Help all those who are tuned in to know how beloved they are. We all struggle to find freedom and to stay free from the enemy's attacks and distortions. He is the master of division and cuts us off, separates us from each other. Help us, Father, to see as you see, to see ourselves through your eyes and to place our trust in you. And through the intercession of Our Lady and St. Joseph, may you pour out your blessing on all those who are listening in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. God bless you. Thank you, Terry. <laughs>